really taking personal responsibility for whatever your life is and your actions can serve you well. God is with me every moment of the day. I'm talking with him, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking through stuff. And it was just a reminder of how God sees my heart, he cares for me, he listens, and he shows up. It's personal bravery in partnership with the divine that allows us to courageously take our place in this world. This is hey, the hey, way hey, welcome the- to the Way of Valor podcast. I am your host, Angie Taylor, and I am just wrapping up a graduation season. We've had Valor Korea has graduated, Valor Christian School International has graduated, and Valor Global Online has had a graduation here in the last week. So it's been a busy few weeks for me getting all of those graduates off the ground and launched into the world. And it is truly an honor to get to be a part of the journey of so many families. We are going to share with you for today's podcast, a speech given at Valor Global Online's graduation this year. It was done by Abe Figueroa. And guys, this speech is one to find a spot, take notes on, because it is so important that we grab a hold of the concepts here uh, talked about by Abe. The, The title of the speech was Finding the Extraordinary in an Ordinary Life. And I think this is key to living a successful life. So button up, take some notes, because it's gonna be a good one. Hello, my name is Abe Figueroa. I am the dreaded English teacher. That's me. (laughs) I told the seniors that that I wasn't going to cry. But Whitaker said if I didn't cry, then I didn't care. So there, I'm crying now. Seniors, you guys are extraordinary. And being invited here to talk to you is an honor. And I will probably cry through most of this. When I say that you're extraordinary, I mean that, and yet my goal is to take the next few minutes to focus on the most underrated parts of our lives which is not the extraordinary parts, it's the ordinary parts. Those who learn how to live gloriously ordinary lives are those who learn how to live well. They're also those who learn how to see God. So at the risk of giving you a post-traumatic response, I'm going to get a little English teachery on you for a moment, so let me get a couple hands on this. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I need five hands on this. No, I'm just joking. The word extraordinary is two words. Most of you, I think, are going to figure this one out. Smash together, extra, and yeah, you got it. See, they learned stuff in my class. (laughs) And ordinary means normal, standard, common. You see, the thing about extraordinary is that it cannot exist 
except that it doesn't happen much. If extraordinary happened all of the time, it would be normal, it'd be standard, it'd be common, it'd be ordinary. It's kind of like miracles. If they happened all the time in a predictable fashion, they wouldn't be called miracles. They'd be called the laws of nature. And don't get me wrong, each of you is called to live out extraordinary things for God. But the plain facts is that the vast majority of the life that you live and that I live is very ordinary. And take it from me. I've hiked through the jungles. I've walked over and around mountains. I've slept in grass huts with ex-cannibals. They said they were ex-cannibals, at least. Uh, I've street preached in uh, the Guatemala City hood. Um, I've seen people healed. I've seen demons flee in the name of Jesus. It sounds like I've had an extraordinary life. The list goes on, but still, guys, the greatest proportion of my life is very, very ordinary. It's diapers and cold cereal in the morning. But that's the point. By definition, it has to be. For the vast majority of our lives, there will be no stages, no platforms, no viral posts, no miraculous healings, no snot-nosed scream crying at the altar. Most of our lives will be ordinary, perhaps at times even, dare I say it, boring. You know, it would be easy for me to be like, but yours won't. (laughs) But then it will be. Because we're all humans together. This right now, though, is an extraordinary moment. Most of us remember this day, I mean, your parents, uh, uh, where our, our chests were, were just going to burst with anticipation. We, and, then, and then it was all over, and we remember the slow ride home on our horse and buggy as we finally got there. But this moment is extraordinary for you, but how did you get here? You showed up and were faithful in your normal, common life of work, of school, of family dinners, of homework, etc. This extraordinary moment happened because you were faithful in ordinary things. So here's what I want to tell you. Don't wait for the extras of your life to tell you you're really living. Because Because you'll miss most of your life that way. What's worse is you'll miss most of God, too. I recently heard it said, and I found it to be true, that God often comes to us disguised as our ordinary lives. And you and I, we're brimming with the very breath of Yahweh. We resonate with Christ living and active in our very being. A living tabernacle full of the glory of God. And all of that was true when you got up early last week to eat cold cereal, staring blankly at nothing in particular while you waited for your brain to turn on enough to finish your pain-in-the-butt 10-page English final. (laughs) But you're not alone. That's exactly what Jesus did, too. When God thought it was time to come to earth and to save the world, he became a baby and then seemed to do nothing worth mentioning in the Bible for 30 years. Think about that. Jesus lived for 33 and a half years on earth. That means that he had 33 and a half years to make huge impact for his father in heaven. And I'm sure since he lived before time and created time that he knows how to do time management But what's absolutely crazy to me is that he only uses the last three and a half for any kind of official ministry. 
And if we're imitators of Jesus, if that's our call, what does that mean about our ordinary lives? There are a few mentions of his childhood and then nothing. God lived quietly in an, in an Israeli... Let me try that again. God lived quietly in some Israeli village called Nazareth that was known for birthing and raising nobodies. In other words, less than one-tenth of God's incarnate life was anything worth writing about. That's pretty ordinary. And because of this, because God decided to live the vast majority of his life, an ordinary life, God has made every moment of our lives, therefore, holy. Every mundane breath is full of glory, and you and I are called to something much more grand than greatness. We're invited to live a life where even a cup of water given in Jesus' name will be remembered and rewarded by God himself. That's the ordinary stuff. When Jesus sits on his great white throne of judgment to judge the quick and the dead, the scriptures say that he will separate the sheep from the goats, those who will live with him in paradise and those who will not. And then Jesus says this. This is straight out of scripture. This is not, this is Jesus. It's not fig. He says this. Then the king will say to those on his right, come. You who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And then the righteous are going to ask, when did we do that? And then Jesus says, the king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. But did you catch it? Did you catch what he said? Like Jesus lives the vast majority of his life in an ordinary way, and then when he says, when he shows up in all of his glory on the, king, on the throne to judge the quick and the dead, he's looking at the ordinary parts of our life. The king on his glorious throne, is so connected to the most ordinary nobodies that when kindness is done to them, Jesus feels like it was done directly to him. So what is Jesus looking for? Ordinary people doing simple acts of love and kindness, unanxious for the spectacular, present to the simple life that's before them. It can be overwhelming to think about what's waiting for you in the future, college, jobs, families, careers, please don't miss the ordinary moments with ordinary people. If you can remain present with them, you will see the face of God in the most unexpected places. That's why I cry if I look at you too long. So let me take a hard left and talk about Timmy and Tony. Throughout most of my elementary school years, across the street from me lived Timmy and Tony. And man, is that like the most memorable names ever, you know? (laughs) They had it all. They had every toy that I could have dreamed of in their home. Always the coolest, always the newest. Price wasn't a problem. I remember longing for just a quarter of their stuff. 
is. But I had something that they didn't have. I had a dad who came home every night and played with me. Timmy's and Tony's parents weren't divorced, and I remember them talking about their dad. But I never saw him. And to me, as a little kid, that was confusing. You know, like, where was he? And they would always answer, Dad's at work. And confused, I asked my dad about it all. And he explained that their dad felt bad that he wasn't around and that he worked because he worked so much. So he bought Timmy and Tony everything that they wanted, hoping that that made up the difference. But we all know that doesn't make up the difference. No extraordinary gift can possibly outweigh the glory of an afternoon spent playing catch with your dad. Nothing can replace sharing a walk around the neighborhood barefoot on the warm summer sidewalk as you both try to keep the ice cream from melting and dripping all over your hands and laughing at your failures and licking it all up. Nothing cools the red-hot panic of falling off your bike with a skinned knee, crying like looking up and seeing someone who you love is there to help you. The little everyday things of life are what we carry with us. All those little things are what make us who we are. They are gloriously ordinary moments of life. You know, it's like a teddy bear carried with you no matter where you go. The ragged old bear holds all the common days of your childhood in its fur. It holds all the love that built up over ordinary time. I still have that bear. I think some of you do too. As Brother Lawrence put it, we ought not to be weary of doing little things for the love of God, who regards not the greatness of the work, but the love with which it is performed. So don't wait for your life to start. Don't hold back saving yourself for the extraordinary moments. They will come. One of them, again, is here right now. And you're here right now because, as Fred Rogers said, someone loved you into being. People have been there for you in normal moments that have slowly built to today. This world is not lacking for the extravagant and extra, but it's desperately for long, longing for people like you who, in your life, needs your ordinary self. Who is longing to be seen and cherished that you know? Who do you know who doesn't need your shining strengths but simply your loving presence? This is a question that guides my life and can guide yours. In it, you will discover what it means to love. And in it, I am confident you will see the face of God. So, let me leave you with my favorite poem because I'm an English teacher. It's, ob it's obligatory. It's by Edgar Allan Guest. He writes, It takes a heap of living in a house to make a home. A heap of sun and shadow. And sometimes you have to roam before you really appreciate the things you've left behind and hunger for them somehow with them always on your mind. It don't take it don't make any difference how rich you get to be, how much your chairs and tables cost, how great your luxury. It ain't home to you, though it's a palace for a king 
until somehow your soul is sort of wrapped up in everything. Home ain't a place that gold can buy or get up in a minute. Before it's home, there's got to be a heap of living in it. Within the walls, there's got to be some babies born and then right there, you got to bring them up to women, good, and men. Seniors, may your lives be home to those around you. May your presence be home to God. Thank you. The Way of Valor podcast is sponsored by Valor Global Online, where we believe every child has divine destiny, and it is our role as educators to inspire curiosity and draw out the unique brilliance of every child. We may be the experts in education, but you, as the parent, you are the expert on your child, and together we will partner to help your child fulfill their optimum potential. We are unlike any other online school you have encountered. Your child will be seen and heard every single day while connecting live with their teachers and friends throughout the world. Our focus on faith and whole child development and positioning your child as a creator, not simply a consumer, helps build the confidence you long to see in your child. Check us out today at ValorOnline.org. Working nine to five. Forget that. How about a nine-week e-course instead? One that's guaranteed to make you rich in every area of your life. Valor Global Online is thrilled to announce the Doug Wood Church Boy to Millionaire video e-course. You can take it alone. Take it with your friends. You can even take it with your kids. And when you take it to heart, it is guaranteed to create massive momentum, breakthrough, abundance, and purpose in your life. You are worthy of power, might, and more. We can't wait to partner with you and pray your dreams into action. Visit ValorOnline.com online.org today to register for our next session. It's time to start living above the line.